0: Welcome to the JDove podcast, where inspiring speakers share their Jewish dream, observation, or vision. I'm Shoshana Boyd Gelfand, founder of JDove, and our guest today is Dr. Benjamin Gampel, who is professor of Jewish history at the Jewish Theological Seminary in New York. In this talk, Professor Gampel shares the little known story of the devastating attacks on the Jews of Castile and Aragon in 1391. While this may seem like a bit of esoteric medieval history, the tale of this tragedy has far-reaching implications for today, for within this story is a deeper truth about the fate of all people and of all groups whose security is dependent on others. Dr. Gampel explores this in a talk entitled, As If the Jews Had No Lord. Anti-Jewish Riots in Castile and Aragon, 1391.
1: One of the most famous events in the annals of Jewish history, in the history of our people, is a very sad occurrence. One of the most repercussive, tragic moments in the history of Jewry. It was on March 31st of 1492, in the city of Granada, newly captured from the Muslims, that Ferdinand and Isabella, the king and queen of Aragon and Castile, expelled the Jews from their kingdom. Frankly, this is one of the most famous events in Jewish history. And it made its mark for good reason. These Jews of Castile and Aragon, these Sephardic Jews, they were prosperous. They were culturally vital. They were religiously creative. This Jewish community, the pride of the Jewish world, now suffered, as other medieval Jewish communities did, of being banished from their land. What is less known is that a century before this tragic event, in the years of 1391 and 1392, anti-Jewish riots had broken out in these kingdoms. Jews were massacred starting in Seville of June of 1391. The riots continued a week later in Cordova, a month later in Toledo. Later that year in Burgos the riots, the riots against the Jews did not respect borders. An explosion of anti-Jewish hatred in the city of Valencia and the crown of Aragon in July traveled up the coast, wreaking havoc. Jews massacred in Barcelona in August on the island of Mallorca. The riots continued throughout the crown of Aragon until April of 1392. Thousands of Jews perished. In retrospect, the most horrible anti-Jewish violence that had ever occurred in medieval Christian Europe. Over the last number of years, I've sought mightily to recreate these events. Off I went to Spain and found contemporary documents written in Latin and Aragonese and in Catalan that slowly together with the help of those documents that I needed to decipher, I was able to recreate the path of the riots. I was able to understand who was complicit In this murder, frankly, all the classes of Spanish society, I was able to understand why this combination of economic jealousy and Christian theological hatred all merged together to cause the destruction of the Jews. But it wasn't only the murder of Jews that caught my attention. And it wasn't only the destruction of Jewish communities. It was also the forced conversion of thousands of Sephardic Jews. It was some story, a tragic story, a horrifying story, but a story that those of us who read and study Jewish history are sadly not surprised to hear about. But my research took me also in an unexpected direction. Most of the materials that I had found from which I was able to recreate the riots, most of the material came from letters that the king of Aragon, the queen of Aragon, the duke, the man who would be king following his brother. It was their letters, daily letters, which helped me recreate the riots. But it also allowed me a window into another dimension of this terribly tragic event. The king, the queen, the royal family, they were the ones who felt responsible for the Jewish community. They were the Jews' allies, perhaps at times their friends. They were the ones who were committed to the Jews' safety, and not always for altruistic reasons. Most of the time, not but rather for financial considerations. King Joan knew that the Jewish community was essential to his rule. Queen Iolant understood deeply and wisely that the funds rendered by the Jewish community were the ones that allowed her court to function. And the Duke Marty, he understood as well growing up in the house of his father, Pere, alongside his brother, Joan, how central the Jews were to all their lives. By reading the letters, I had an opportunity to chart on a daily basis what the royal family did about the riots. Upset they were horrified, yes, angered, without doubt. But often, when we think about tragedies, we also think about those who are the protectors of those who are vulnerable. And their protection cannot be considered successful simply by expressions of anger, of empathy. What I began to see was that for the king and the queen and the duke, yes, they were devoted to saving the Jews and to helping them. But the Jews were not their highest priority. Yes, a tragedy. King Joan balanced many items that came across his desk, and some that we would consider frivolous a document that wonders whether he should travel immediately to Valencia to help the Jews, for after all, his royal falconer had not provided him with hunting birds. And if he left his court, then he may not take possession of these birds for weeks more. Queen Yolante, who I said knew well that the economics of her court was dependent upon the vitality of the Jewish community was pregnant with an heir to the throne of the crown of Aragon. And I could chart her health. And I could see when doctors were sent for her, when she took to her bed, that at the moment that she was out of circulation, letters on behalf of the Jews ceased as well. And the Duke Marti, he in the city of Valencia when the riots began. Ah, but in Valencia, to raise money for an expedition to Sicily, the Duke Marti understood almost immediately that he would not be able to stop the depredations or the murder or the destruction, except if he would encourage the Jews to travel to the baptismal font. He was dedicated to pacify the environment to make it possible for the expedition to get underway. What I wrote has haunted me. The King and Queen, in January of 1392, write somewhat ruefully Having observed all of the destruction, they said the Jews were treated, and I quote, como los judíos no habían, señor, as if the Jews have no Lord. We are their Lord, and yet it made no difference. The city fathers of Valencia, the city where the riots broke out, in the crown of Aragon, where Jews were massacred. Hundreds. They write the next day. Oh, they quote from the Bible. They quote from the Psalms. The second half of Psalm 127, the opening verse. They quote from the Vulgate. Nisi Dominus <speaking> custodieret <in Hebrew> civitatem frustra vigilat qui custodit eam." In Hebrew, Imadonai lo shav shakad shomer. If God, if the Lord doesn't watch over the city, the watchman simply does his work in vain. For the city fathers of Valencia, the Jews had no Lord. No one was looking out for Jewish lives. And the Jews? What about the Jews? What was their perspective on the Lord's? Oh, we know they engaged in diplomatic activities, but one young man living in the kingdom of Aragon in a little village called al writes, Hashem panav mimenu It appears it seems as if our Lord God has blocked his countenance from us The implications of my finding for the history of the Jews The Jews are a minority. They are destined to be a minority people. Even as a state, they are a minority in a sea of nations. Who are the Jews' protectors? The Lord's? The Lord? Who are their protectors and for all groups, for all groups dependent on the good wishes and kindnesses of others, on all of us, where do they lie, where does their security lie on our priority list? A sad state of affairs, a sad state of affairs for all of those who are dependent on others. Thank you.
0: Thank you for listening to this j podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it. To watch over 100 other talks on video or to download other podcasts, please visit our website at jdove.org.